there's tremendous protection from the natural hormone milieu that disappears when we lose these hormones and it occurs silently. And, oh, you know, oh my God, he dropped over on a, killed over on a tennis court at the age of 40, never sick a day in his life. There's reasons for that and they're hormonally based. What if you could reclaim hours of free time each week, create legacy building wealth and devote more energy to your passion projects without giving up on your career as a life-saving MD? My name is Vikram Raya, functional cardiologist, high-performance coach and real estate expert. And I'm here to give you the tools, strategies and solutions you need to transform your life so you can unlock your limitless potential and achieve greatness all the while freeing up your precious time. Welcome to Limitless MD. Let's dive in. All right, guys, I have an amazing episode today. I have uh, it's really a world expert on bioidentical hormones. Uh, Dr. David Rosensweet uh, is really on the cutting edge. You know, he's been trained with, you know, obviously at, at some of the top institutions in the country. He's done A4M, uh, American College of Advancement in, in Medicine, ACAM. He's done uh, the Age Management uh, Medicine Group, AMMG. Uh, I, the list goes on, but really what he's done is he's helped over, you know, between 12,000 to 15,000 men and women all over the country really optimize their life, their health, their energy, and sort of their body with something called bioidentical hormones. And that's what we're going to break down today. So Dr. David, welcome to the to the podcast. I'm really excited to have you. Dr. Raya, I'm honored to be here. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So guys, I know what you're thinking. Oh my God, there's so much risk to hormones. There's no way. Or, oh, hormones are for those people who are not, you know, they don't have enough hormone production. So they need to take this to supplement what they are lacking. But I'm learning more and more from the experts in the field and also from my own experience that perhaps hormones can help augment our currently good lifestyle that we're already experiencing. So let's first talk about the risks. Uh, David, and let's then then let's break down sort of how hormones are not only for people who have you know deficiencies and and um, and issues, but also for people who want to optimize. Um, I'd like to reverse the order of those two critical questions. For one thing, one thing we're certain about in all women and all men is that our peak horm gonadal hormone output is at the age of twenty, plus or minus two years, and then every one of us, without an exception decline. And these are the most powerful biochemicals in our body. I mean, they're capable of mobilizing us for fight or flight, and they're all involved in very critical daily day functions of our mind, our bones, vagina, penises, arteries. They're, they're so powerful. And, they're, and when we lose them, we lose some obvious function, men, erectile issues, libido issues, women, uh, vaginal function. But there's some losses that are taking place because these hormone receptors are everywhere. There's losses to bone. There's losses to arterial protection. This is the biggest deal. Half of us leave Earth from the complications of coronary arteriosclerosis or stroke. And uh, there's tremendous protection from the natural hormone milieu that disappears when we lose these hormones and it occurs silently and oh you know oh my god he dropped over on a killed over on a tennis court at the age of 40 never sick a day in his life 
there's reasons for that and they're hormonally based. So all of us benefit from these hormones. And as a physician, I'm actually decided to specialize in it because I saw the powerful leverage for all my patients. As their hormones decline, their immune system declines, their brains. So that's it was the results and the benefit and the gratitude of my patients to feel like themselves again that really led me to specialize in it. Okay. So let's talk about the risk because people always say, hey, I get it. It sounds like you're giving me stroke protection, arterial protection, bone health, hormones, uh, you know, I'm back on track, immune system, brain function. It sounds like a miracle pill, David. It is. <laughs> I, I, I sign me up, but you know what? I've heard all the studies. I'm I'm sort of scared. I, I know there's risk, especially if I'm a woman for heart disease, for a man, for the because of issues and this and this. So uh, what's the what's the truth from the fiction? Yeah, and this, of course, is the bottom line and something that I dived into as deep as is possible. And here's the science. Let me start with that. That all of us are at risk for hundreds and thousands of diagnoses as medical professionals. We know these, and a lot of them are not okay, these diagnoses. And as a male... I mean, all of us are at risk for hundreds of cancers. And as a male, I'm at increased relative risk for prostate cancer. And there are reasons for this. And women, more so than ever, are at increased relative risk for breast cancer. Unlike 50 years ago, when I was in medical school, this was not the case. However, here's the science. Women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are untreated. And what's this data based on? Premarin and Prempro, horse urine-derived estrogens, and occasionally linked up with a molecule called a progestin, which is problematic. Women are at less risk who are treated with hormones than women who are not treated. Women who've had breast cancer, and have had that breast cancer properly treated, have an increased relative risk of a recurrence. However, that relative risk is diminished if they're treated with hormones than if they are not. This is the science. You can read about it in my book for women called Happy Healthy Hormones in chapter three. I go into detail. And the Bible of this risk is by a oncologist who specialized in breast cancer. His name is Avram Blooming. The book is called Estrogen Matters, 450 scientific refer references. Wow. Now, we're all at risk. And cancer is a big deal. And there's thousands of causes of cancer. Our day-to-day -day indiscretions of nutrition, toxic exposure, and the elephant in the room, a dysfunctional response to stress and exercise issues. There are causes to cancer, but they're not hormones. Same goes for men. The original scare that went out about men were at increased risk for prostate cancer was based on three cases. And, and it's been totally discredited by a wonderful doctor named Abraham Morgan Taylor. He's a urologist. I think he's out of Harvard. And he's written a, a wonderful book detailing that men are at less risk for prostate cancer if they're treated with hormones. 
than if they are not. That's the science. Lots of causes of cancer, but it's not the hormones. Okay. Okay. So a lot of the old data has been repudiated. I think there's been new data from what you're referencing uh, that really shows that uh, a lot of that risk was either overstated or misconstrued to be uh, for the hormones. So it's actually the opposite. It sounds like these hormones have a protective effect. Is that right, David? It, it's correct. And even the original Women's Health Initiative, which was the poison pill, even in that original study in 2002, there was a reduced risk for cancer with Premarin alone, 0.79 relative risk. There was a there was a risk of 1.26 relative risk with PremPro. However, in the paper it was said, but this was statistically insignificant. That was totally disregarded. 16 years later, the exact same study committee who followed up on these patients reported in JAMA, the original uh, um, journal that it was reported in, saying after 18 years of follow-up, there is no increased risk of breast cancer, heart attack, or stroke. They retracted that study. Hardly wow. anyone has heard of that. Okay, so sounds like, you know, in, in some of the major journals, JAMA, which is like obviously one of the top journals out there, uh, the fact that it was retracted, that that said, that should be sending shockwaves to everybody. But still, in general, this is not a mainstream as it used to be, where people used to be on estrogen more often than not. Oh, yeah. And so 40% of American women. Let's talk about um, what would you recommend for a young woman in her 40s, a young physician, perhaps, or in a young male physician or a young female physician who overall is doing quite well, you know, they, they, they do 5Ks, they do 10Ks, they go to Orange Theory, they work out a couple of times a week, their kids are in middle school or high school, they're, they're busy with their physician jobs, they travel a couple of times a year, they eat organic, um, but they're just not, uh, they're not, they're not the same level of, of zest they used to have. And it's not a slow decline, but they're just, they're noticing that they're aging a little more than they like to. What would you recommend? 100% as early as possible. Get into an excellent expert hormone discovery and replenishment program. Mm. And it's not necessary. I mean, we, can't, we teach our uh, physicians and nurse practitioners that at whatever age someone decides that they want to explore the world of hormones, do it. I've treated women in their 80s to advantage, my own mother, my mother-in-law. And yet, the earlier we deal with anything, the absolute better it is. And women, it's fairly common for women to start developing sneaky, insufficient symptoms. Can like I give you examples? Yeah. I was talking to one woman. We started treating her in her mid-40s. Uh, she was complaining of less drive and less energy than she used to having and a little less libido. And when we put her on testosterone, we put her on uh, estrogen and progesterone as well. She said, oh, my God, I didn't even realize it. I had law. I used to make decisions like this, 100 of them a day. And I had sort of lost that vigorous aggressiveness that I that served me so well because it sneaks up on you. Some of the cognitive issues 
some of the drive issues, some of the energy issues, the libido issues. Now, there's other women, and it's quite common that they start uh, experiencing stronger deficiency symptoms. Like it's common to get in <clears throat> an unbalance of estrogen and progesterone. Even though estrogen and progesterone are declining, progesterone tends to decline deeper and earlier. You get into something called estrogen dominance. You get the return of PMS. You get mood issues because the progesterone is not there to balance the estrogen. And when you start getting symptoms like that or irregular periods, if you're getting irregular periods, it is high time to do it because you're not ovulating is what's happening unless you're not producing progesterone. So yeah, it's almost a guarantee that by in your 40s as a woman, you're experiencing ins hormonal insufficiency, whether it's gross and blatant or it's just there. And it's eroding yeah. at a very uh, minor level, but it, it's enough that yeah. the earlier you get it, the better. Yeah, I think libido, I think memory, I think skin, hair, I think drive, both, you know, a mental drive, sexual drive. I think all of these are definitely issues. Um, let's talk about the other uh, half of our species, the men. The men. Uh, it's, and if I may add one thing, yeah, if, a, if a woman is in her 40s and she's using lubrication where she didn't used to, this is one of the more common things that's happening is uh, insufficient estrogen. She's getting bad... Uh, a form of vaginal atrophy, it in itself is a perfect signal to get thee to the hormone expert. <laughs> males, you know, we didn't think about males until the explosion on the pharmaceutical market of Viagra and Cialis. All of a sudden, men are coming out of the woodwork and going after this particular medication in droves because we men have been declining along with the women. Some men decline slower, so it's not even noticeable, even into the 60s, rarely into the 70s, the lost libido, the lost, like here's for a man. You use, when you were a teenager, 99% of you woke up with an erection in the morning. And this was because you had rich testosterone levels. And if that has changed, that's your first signal usually that you're on, you're cruising on lesser testosterone than you ever have. Hmm. And then if you start getting into, you're no longer able to sustain an erection, you've crossed the testosterone line. Yes, a lot of it can be remedied by Cialis and Viagra. And there's good reasons, cardiovascular reasons, to take those PDE5 inhibitors just as a preventive. They're one of the greatest inventions for arterial protection that we men have but you don't want to leave out the testosterone. Oh my God, this is our richest, most strengthening, vibrancy, vitality, not, not so, mentioned. I, I noticed, uh, you know, in, in some of the, uh, the communities I'm part of, there's uh, men who are taking testosterone because for human performance, they're taking it because, you know, they used to train in such a way, but their training has declined. And, there, you know, even though everything else is the same, sleep, nutrition, optimization. But um, so uh, what what's sort of the best way for men to explore the world of testosterone, for example? Is it pills, injections, topical? And how what are the what are what are the side effects if there are uh, with with testosterone as well? Um, just 
backing up to the first part of that question, some men notice it who are high performers and they can't quite get the, they can't quite sustain the energy. They're even losing muscular strength in the face of fantastic workout programs. They are declining in testosterone. That's exactly what's happening. And what I've seen in men who augment testosterone frequently enough is mistakes. It's just like women. We want to dial in the balance between testosterone and some of the other determining factors, estrogen, too much testosterone will be aromatized, men will get gynecomastia, men will elevate their sex hormone binding globulin, men can elevate their DHT to where they're losing hair. There's as many moving parts in men. So the moral of the story is, Go to a specialist, someone who's really taking on men and not doing it as an amateur. The most common way that men have been treated is with injections. And injections of testosterone, well, it used to be once a month when I started out, and then it's gotten down to once a week or twice a week. But this is a non-physiologic way of administering testosterone because the, the, if you're going to do injections, I would highly recommend that you did daily injections. This is far more physiologic because the moment you inject that testosterone, you get a peak. And that peak is responded to in the body. The, our bodies register this too much testosterone. Let's start aromatizing it and, and, and let's raise the SHBG. This peaking phenomenon of twice a week injections is disruptive to the physiology. And I've seen it over and over again in men who are being treated with testosterone, but their testosterone levels are too high and their estrogen levels are too high. And they've raised their sex hormone binding globulin to protect themselves. The the state, the, and, if, and if injectable testosterone was the only tool I had, believe me, I'd be on it. That's not what I'm doing. What are you I'm doing? doing daily um, testosterone topically we went on to invent an organic oils dispensing method, and I apply it daily. I draw it up in an oral syringe, put it on my hand, rub it into my sides. Daily application is far more physiologic, and it doesn't lead to those peaks, which are disruptive to the FSH. You know, men who are on testosterone injections, they ought to be on HCG injections as well because the the aphysiologic method of application with these peaks they turn off their lh and fsh and get testicular shrinkage so bottom line go to someone who really understands the moving parts knows how to test you and knows how to dial it in with a level of accuracy that'll last you your whole lifetime so it sounds like number one is really get a full evaluation done and then obviously get a hormone evaluation done and once you do that really finding an expert to figure out like, hey, what's the right dose? What's the right delivery vehicle? And what are we trying to achieve here long-term? And and is it really that if once someone's on hormones, is this a lifelong decision or is it a episodic thing? Lifelong. And all you have to do is talk to a woman or a man who's experienced the benefits of hormones and they're not going to part with these hormones. You know, I, I will be taking these hormones Every day that I can open up the cap and take it off. <laughs> All, right. All right. Because we never get restoration of our own 
internal hormones. It's whether you replenish them or not, if you replenish them properly, you do a dance of working with the ovaries and the testicles, but it's a declining internal dance. It's an increasing replenishing dance. There never comes a day where you're gonna be satisfied with the losses that you're going to feel if you come off those hormones. And um, as, as you know, we've, we've talked a lot about hormones, the data, the risks, uh, the benefits, the strategies, females and males. We've talked about, you know, uh, maybe the different delivery pathways. What's the future for bioidentical hormones? What are you seeing coming down the pipeline? Well, the, pre- the past and the present is they are head and shoulders above what we're able to, to achieve with pharmaceutical approaches. If the only hormones I had were the manufactured ones, believe me, I'd use them. But in the 80s, a couple of colleagues of mine, both uh, in, independently just said, we, we can do better than this. There's such an amazing individuality to each individual man and each individual woman. And then the balance of the hormones, we wanna be able to do precise individual prescriptions. And this is where the compounding pharmacists came in. Mm. And instead of using these non-bioidentical things that have been developed, why not use the same molecule? They're out there. It's so elegant. The pharmaceutical manufacturers were able to extract from plants a precursor that in the labs, they can convert to the same molecule of estradiol, estriol, testosterone, DHEA, progesterone, same molecule. Well, it made sense to me as a functional medicine doctor for over 50 years, hey, listen, I I want the pure stuff. I'm not interested in the horses so much. And um, one of the greatest things we can achieve with the compounded is we can write a precise prescription for dialing in the individual. We spend two, three, four months helping individualize to what, your, to what your body, for example. And there's a tremendous variation. Like with women, some women, they function beautifully at this level of estrogen. Young women, fertile, menstruating regularly. Other women, they need three times that much. Hmm. That's just the variation. And they're normal. Both of these women and everyone in between is normal and healthy. That's the much variation there is three times same variations in men. We never come up with numbers like a man needs a testosterone of X. No. Right. Well, everything is customized in, in your you know functional medicine practice and your sort of bioidentical practice is really customized to the individual. Exactly. That's what you're going to want. Yeah. I can tell you for sure that's what I want. <laughs> so as we wrap up here, let me ask you one last question. And then um, and then uh, I want to I want you to share with the audience maybe what's the best way for them to get a hold of you and perhaps want to work with you or at least consult with you. Let's talk about growth hormone. Is that uh is that is that on the sphere of of opportunity for people, or is that something for just very select folks? Uh you know, tell me about that. I decided that. to not go down the growth hormone pathway. And there are many who I decided to really zero in on the on, on the testicular and the ovarian hormones and also the adrenals and the thyroid. The, and let's mention thyroid, midlife folks, yeah. so many have a functional hypothyroidism. 
And yes, I, I, I decided to narrow down so I could become expert at something. Got it. Growth hormone, peptides, to me, they're on the periphery. And I think some folks really benefit from growth hormone and it's important for them, but so much is accomplishable with rest replenishing of the gonadal hormones and the thyroid and the adrenal that that's the lane I choose. I love to normalize that and you get such phenomenal results just from normalizing that. Occasionally we wanna adventure into other areas of functional medicine for sure. But um, yeah, not no. an expert on growth hormone. I decided not to do it. I was I was concerned about what was its effect on uh, cells that are not are a little aberrant. Yeah, was growth hormone promoting this? I don't know the answer to that. That's smart. So uh, thank you again, uh, David. It's been such a a journey that you've taken us on. From first of all, just really accurately talking about the true risks of these uh, hormones, talking about really you know, the advantages uh, from the arterial health to the hormone optimization, immune, brain, bone, sexual optimization. It's its amazing what these things can do, the cognitive uh, powers of, the, of these hormones. And, and and the the before and after of some of the people that you've worked with and then sort of the dramatic experiences they are. And they're like, no, I'm going to take keep taking this, you know, which is great. And and Vikram, could I interrupt you and mention one other principal thing for men and women? Uh, so, sure. You know, what gets all elderly folks into assisted living facilities and nursing homes? And who's thinking about that in midlife? Very few people. Unless you have a parent or a relative that's been there, it's sarcopenia. Hmm. And how do you, no matter how much you work out, and of course, workout is so crucial. If you lose your testosterone, women and men, you wind up with canes, walkers, wheelchairs, adult diapers. The greatest, the greatest boon to our whole healthcare system would to eliminate the heavy-ended costs that occur and the transition into assisted living and nursing home, which so few would like to do. And you can do it with testosterone for women and men. And make such a difference there. Sorry to interrupt you there. No, no worries. No, I think that's a, a valid point. Sarcopenia is, I really think that's that's what causes actually metabolic imbalance as we get older. Everyone will focus on obesity and insulin resistance, but really muscle mass shrinkage is what we want to protect against. And, uh, you know, hormones along with strength training, along with the proper protein intake, all of that together and can really optimize humans and anti-aging and protection of muscle mass, which is really, I think the currency for life really is uh, increasing that muscle mass, which is great. So uh, I think we've, we've went on an amazing journey here. I think people need to learn more about bioidentical hormones and see if it's the right choice for them, but really should be a discussion that must be had. So thank you again, uh, Dr. Uh, David, and, and sharing all this. And then what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? Well, uh, to go to our website, the Institute of Bioidentical Medicine.org, I O B I M.org. Okay. It's I O B I M.org or bright, B R I T E dot live. Okay. And you can download a free copy of my book for women if you'd like. You could just post the link on your, on your website or whatever you'd like to do. Absolutely. People can learn in depth about women from yes. the book I wrote. 
All right, guys, the book is called Happy Healthy Hormones, and it's going to be the link to the book will be on uh, the show notes. And uh, to, to find out more uh, about Dr. Rosensweet's uh, programs, it's iobim.org and it's brite.life. That's it. All right. All right. Thank you so much, Dr. Rosensweet. It's been a pleasure. And guys, thank you again for supporting the podcast and, and, and keep encouraging your friends and colleagues to listen in. And until next time, be phenomenal. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Limitless MD. If you found value from this episode, I encourage you to share this episode with a friend and let me know by leaving a review. For more information, make sure you check out the links in the show notes below or simply visit VikramRaya.com. So until next time, my friends, be phenomenal.